Let's get back to Sports and Torts with David Spada and Elliot Harris on TalkZone.com. Next up, we have an interview with Fred Dean, Pro Football Hall of Fame defensive end who played for the San Diego Chargers and San Francisco 49ers. Here's our interview that David conducted with Fred Dean. So, Fred, I know you're from Louisiana and you went to Louisiana Tech. Were any of the uh, big schools after you back in the day, like the Alabamas, the Georgias? Uh, I, I couldn't quite hear what you said there. Oh. I know you uh, went to Louisiana Tech, but weren't any of the major schools after you back then, like the Alabamas, the Georgias? Yeah, well, uh, Louisiana Tech, you know, was right in my backyard. Uh, uh, I lived, I lived, uh, my grandmother lived uh, like a block from it, so uh, I, I enjoyed watching them play down there, you know. Uh, and I used to go and watch it on the, uh, in that time I used to watch it uh, from the, uh, the top of the hill at the stadium, and that's how close it was. So, you know, I had a lot of, so what was your first training camp like with the Chargers? Uh, my first training camp, you know, it was, uh, it was interesting. You know, uh, I had to uh, go out and, and, and uh, prove myself uh, as far as uh, my uh, skills that I had and so forth. And, you know, it uh, it, was an, it was an experience that, you know, I, I had not had before. It was different than high school and college, uh uh, because now you you know you're playing with the, the actual men, and uh, it's just being able to uh, sustain and, and uh, to go through the, the necessary uh, uh, pressure that come along with the football, you know. Uh, so it was it was, uh, it was it was an interesting period of time for me. The weather was a little better. You go from the heat and humidity of Louisiana to the perfect weather of San Diego. That had to be nice. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think that that had a lot of advantages and disadvantages uh, because number one, I was, I say, I was kind of used to the heat, and whenever we went to uh, uh, play in the climate uh, similar to Louisiana, you know, I always seemed to be pretty good. So uh, it, you know, it, it turned it turned uh, it turned out all right for me uh, because the weather is great in San Diego, um, and. Uh, here in Louisiana, it was hot and humid, so you know it was a big difference. There was a difference in that, but uh, also that, uh, like I said, it was an advantage to me in, uh, in, in, uh, in so many ways. When you went to San Diego, I mean, they've been known as an offensive team up until the time you went there. I mean, they had great coordinators, great offenses. Coriel joined them in the late '70s. Was the defense kind of an afterthought, or was Coriel just as committed to the defense? Well, uh, I would say uh, Coach Coriel was more so committed to uh, to the offense, uh, but we had a uh, real good uh, uh, defensive uh, coaches, uh, and, and uh, you know they they made a difference overall for us. Uh, in a lot of instances, uh, I know in the beginning it was kind of tight uh, <clears throat> for us to. The Chiefs, excuse me, uh, Chiefs certain goals, but, uh, the things that, uh, they did, it, it, uh, really changed the way we played because when Coach Coriel got there, being that he was more offensive minded and, and, uh, putting points on the board, uh, that gave the, uh, defense the opportunity to, uh, expand and, and, uh, 
try the different uh, things in order to stop offenses. Uh, and you know, it was a uh, it was a proven package to us at that time. So you you were a second round draft pick as a defensive end or a defensive tackle? Because I know you played tackle in college. Uh, well, I was kind of I kind of played uh, sort of like linebacker and uh, the way they used me in college, linebacker and and uh, defensive tackle. Uh, but uh, once I went pro, it was more of a, a defensive end. I was drafted as a linebacker. Uh, because of my size, but uh, at the at the uh, the first year there, uh, you know, my thing was I wanted to play. Uh, I wanted to be a down lineman, so you know, it, it, I guess you could say it, it panned out for me. The Chargers, I mean, their defensive line was underrated. You had you, uh, what was it, uh, Kelcher on the defensive line? Yeah, yeah we had something the defensive line and. Leroy Jones, Gary Big Ann Johnson, uh, even Will Be Young later on, Charles DeJane. You know, there was a lot of guys that came along and, and was very instrumental in, uh, in us being, uh, having success. Uh, and, uh, I, uh, I would say the years that we led the league in sacks, uh, you know, was, was uh, more so our dominant years. And, uh, it proved to, to hand out, uh, later on for us. Your second year, I mean, you were just a force in there with all those sacks, even though they weren't official stack. Did you think, you know what, this game is pretty easy here? I, I didn't quite get what you did, Dave. No problem. You had all those sacks in your second year before sacks were an official stat. Did you think to yourself, you know what, this game's pretty easy? Yeah, well, uh, the thing was, you know, uh, uh, none of it was a great one, but I enjoyed, you know, saying I enjoyed putting the pressure on the quarterback because I knew if uh if they, you you know you could make it a one dimension you'd be able to uh, just ten years back and go after the quarterback. So, you know, that was a thing and uh uh me and that coach uh, coach Walsh uh you know he, he was down in San Diego for a minute and while he was there he could he saw how I put pressure on this quarterback when uh when practice and you know actually you know he, he liked that and he, he said i guess he thought it could be uh instrumental to him uh at that time did it help uh you going against dan fouts in practice every day to make you a better player uh well no it was, i didn't really go at the dan you know you couldn't hit the quarterbacks and all that kind of thing uh back even back then uh so, you know, but just to get close to him, you know, and uh, be in his face every now and then, to make him uh, look at your face and sometimes probably get tired of looking at you. But, uh, you know, that was a thing for me. Uh, and uh, to work on my skills because we had a great uh, defensive uh, at San Diego when I first went there. And the people like Carl Bacon and, 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 and uh uh, Tipton, Dave Tipton, that, you know, I, I looked up, I looked up to them because of their skills. And, you know, I just thought that maybe I would hone my skills, uh, with, uh, a lot of the things that they did and improve upon, uh, minds and, and watching them. I mean, yeah, like you said, that defensive line you guys had was basically unheralded, but you were good. I mean, you had Gary Johnson, yourself, Kelcher. I mean, you uh, led the NFL in sacks and, what, uh, 80 with like 60, which was unheard of back then. Yeah, 
Well, you know, like I said, that was a, that was a lot of, uh, 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 you know, the, the thing that when we, we played, we kind of, uh, I said we, we, uh, had each other back and it kind of clicked. So thing is, we were, we were uh, very motivated and, and my thing was always to go after the passer. You know, when, when you stop the run and, and, uh, you, you could, uh, go after the passer. At, at a free, a free pace, and you know, it, it normally uh, you come out victorious if you're successful. What I never got is how San Diego never made a Super Bowl during your time there. Uh, well, you know, I can't really say uh, why we didn't make it. I say, uh, you know, we had because we had the personnel. I feel to to made it uh, there, and I know that. With it, I was traded. I felt that we had an opportunity at that time, and uh, being that uh, things didn't work out, and I got traded, uh, uh, I, you know, my hope was that we meet the Chargers in the Super Bowl, but we didn't because they were unfortunate. Uh, they had lost Cincinnati, so you know, it's like uh, we we had the personnel, we had the. Uh, uh, the game plan to, uh, let's say, uh, get into the Super Bowl and actually probably try to win it. But, uh, we wouldn't, we wouldn't, uh, able to do that with the charge. How did you end up going to San Francisco? Was it just that they wanted to trade you or was it because of the contract dispute? Uh, well, it was, uh, basically the, uh, contract dispute, uh, that, uh, it boiled down to, uh, you know, the, it's just the, you know, the business aspect of it. And, uh, you know, I guess, uh, Mr. Gene Klein didn't feel that, uh, I, I was deserving of, uh, what I was asking for. Uh, I know John Jefferson and uh, the rest, but the bottom line is it, it, it paired out pretty good for me. Then you go to San Francisco, you probably thought to yourself, you know what, I'm going from a great quarterback to a team that's got a young quarterback. This is going to be a little different. Are we going to have a chance? But then you end up playing with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Well, that's true. And uh, the bottom line is, like you said, I, I left with good one in Dan Blouse, and I, I went there uh, and was uh, able to, you know, I had met Joe and talked with him. You know, we, as a matter of fact, we went on, uh, when I first went there, we went uh, to do an autograph section together. You know, and we had a, a pretty good ride, and we had a pretty good uh, chat, you know, we talked and so forth. And, you know, that was a lot of adjustments for me. Uh, just going to San Francisco and then going there, you know, I found that Joe, you know, Joe was, uh, he was, he was very cool and, uh, he was very, uh, you know, I, I, in other words, I enjoyed being around him, you know, in his, in his presence and so forth. And, uh, his humor, you know, was, was, it was real good for me, you know, because he made me really feel like I was a part of San Francisco. What was the difference between Fouts and Montana? Well, uh, I would say it like this. They, they both were, uh, they both were pretty good. Uh, they both were good quarterbacks. I'll say it like that. Uh, when you look at them both now, you can see how both of them, uh, would be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, uh, the, the, the different, you know, different people have different styles. So Joe had his and, and my, and, and, and uh, Fouts had his. And, uh, Joe was, uh, I said he was much more mobile than Danny. And, uh, when, uh, and, 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 
dance, you know, he would move a pocket passer, you know, and he had uh, great receivers around. And uh, Joe had the great receivers, and, but he was able to uh, get out of the pocket and uh, make things happen, you know. And uh, But uh, Dan was more of a pocket passer, so, you know, that, that was the difference in, in itself, but they both were good. I mean, you get traded in midseason there to the 49ers, and there wasn't much expectation by Coach Walsh on you, and you surprised everyone because you came out there and you started playing right away. Yeah, well, the, the, the thing was, you know, uh, like I said, Coach Walsh had been in San Diego. He had seen me uh, play. Uh, he had seen me uh, disturb offenses in, in some shape, form, or fashion. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> when, when he brought me into San Francisco, he, I guess he felt that uh, I was the final link and what he needed to, to get some things done. Because I remember the first game that I played in was against uh, the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, they hadn't had much success before the that in uh, beating them. And <clears throat> I felt that when I got there, Coach Washer told me that I wouldn't, uh, because of the because of what when I came in, uh, he he was kind of concerned about my conditioning and so forth. But uh, uh, when I got there, you know, it was one of the things the Cowboys had never I hadn't really played against the Cowboys, and uh, my success, uh, I would say, came from uh, me going there. And with uh, I didn't really have anything to prove, but I wanted to uh, advance my skills as far as uh, get a uh, rush in the quarterback. You know, it's the thing that Coach Washington gave me the opportunity to do. I mean, you had some success against Danny White, but then the next game you had Pat Hayden. You got him five times there. You must have thought to yourself, I love to play the Rams every game. <laughs> well, no, uh, you know, uh, I just, you know, my thing was uh, I, I I knew that I was uh, at weight decent, so I knew that uh, I could uh, uh, have a big impact in uh, the various games. And, you know, uh, with the guys beside me, like Lawrence Fuller, Dwayne Boyd, and, you know, uh, Tina Turner, uh, running a lot, yeah, right, Dwight Hicks, all those guys, I'm saying, they, they made you feel comfortable, uh, in, in, in playing. You know, I, I had adjusted to the Chargers defense, the line and so forth, but I'm saying I, I felt just at home with, uh, with those guys. And, and, you know, my thing, my attitude was always to, Kill uh, other other players. Uh, if you can beat me rocking, you can have his chin. You know, it was kind of a, a thing that was something between us that we would go out and do to, uh, you know, to, to uh, be successful in the pass rush and running game and all that. So, you know, it 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 was all overall good a good uh, situation. And then you played Dallas in that memorable game, the Dwight catch. Dwight Clark catch game. What was that like? Well, you know, that was a great feeling because uh, uh, being with uh, San Francisco that first year and uh, uh, the catch caused us to uh, move on into the deeper into the playoffs. Then, you know, it uh, that was an exciting moment for me to see Dwight uh, uh, make that catch. And, uh, you know, it was like playing against the Dallas uh, defense and uh, doing as well as uh, they did, you know, because they could have won a lot of different ways, but the bottom line is uh, the, the 
49ers were destined to, uh, that we were destined to be champions. So, the, uh, the, the thing there was that, uh, uh, you know, we did things, uh, uh back, back in that time, they call it, we, we were sort of the Cinderella team. And, uh, that we did things to really surprise people. But, uh, uh, all along the way, we had something to prove, and because we, the great players that we had, and, and Ronnie Lott and, and Hicks and all those guys, those DBs, saying they 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 set the set the precedent. Then you go on to the Super Bowl and end up winning the Super Bowl. You must have thought, you know what, this is easy here because I get just uh, San Francisco midseason. I get Defensive Player of the Year. We win the Super Bowl here. I like this town. Yeah, well, I'm saying. Uh, it, 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 it was a, it was a place that you could very easily, uh, fall in love with the situation, you know, that I had. Um, it was, it was kind of, uh, I'd say it was, a, it was kind of lonely in the beginning because, you know, I didn't know the, the, uh, people at will, but like I said, they made me feel, uh, right at home. Uh, and, and, uh, the thing about it is the camaraderie that was amongst the guys in the locker room. Uh, they are, everybody, uh, you know, has a, has a connection there that, you know, you can't really, put, really describe it because people were not tense, uh, as I had witnessed in the past, you know, uh, the tension, you know, you, in some places, the tension can be so, so tough or so tight, like you, you can cut it with a knife, but that was, uh, I'm saying we were so relaxed, you know, and, and going out to, uh, play because, they had people like Hacksaw Runnel and, and, and Keenan Turner, those guys, uh, and Barnes, uh, Barnes, those guys, they, they, uh, made it interesting because we know the thing about going out and hitting when you're passing that first lick and you being successful off of that. Who was the leader of that defense? Was it you when you came in or was it Hacksaw Reynolds or was it Rodney Lott? It was just a rookie. Well, I would say that, uh, it was, it was a, a, com- a combination, uh, of, of us all, you know, uh, coming together as one. Uh, it's, it's the, uh, it was, uh, it, it's, it's kind of difficult to describe, you know, uh, because we had, uh, leaders all the way around the board. Uh, my thing was, you know, I didn't really have to say a whole lot. But my, uh, my, my, my issues were, hey, you go out there and you hit them in the mouth and, and, uh, we can, you know, we can be successful, but you have guys that, that go through their rituals, their routines, and, and, you know, it's, it's like it was a combination of everything. Everybody wanted to win. So, it, it, we, we did or said whatever it took to, uh, get to that next step, the next stage. Roddy Lott, I hear the stories about this guy. I mean, having his finger cut off to stay in a game. What did you think when you when you were with the 49ers and he did that? I didn't I didn't realize that took place until uh, uh, after the game. You know, uh, I didn't I didn't uh, it hadn't dawned on me or I, I wasn't told anything like that. Not that it was, but uh, for him to do that and then continuously play, you know. Uh, it, it, it spoke, it spoke, it spoke volumes of Ronnie, you know, and, and his heart and will to win. So, you know, there was a lot there, and that's what I'm saying. Oh, uh, exactly. It was, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a lot for us, you know, and things that happened like that, 
it, it, uh, it lets guy it, it makes everybody know that uh, uh, you know you got people that's gonna be behind you, be beside you, you know, and got your back. And that that that's the interesting part of playing the game of football. Uh, some people make mistakes, and and you know there's some that compensate. And when we uh, made mistakes. There was others that would always compensate. You know, they had people that would compensate behind. So it, it was a, a, a overall team effort. Who who gave you the toughest time blocking you? Well, you know, I, I can only say it like this. But, uh, it, as far as I'm concerned, you know, uh, the, the offensive lineman that I played against, being that I was uh, small, you know, smaller than the uh, majority of them, well, probably all of them, uh, he, I uh, they they were all pretty tough for uh, me, you know. But uh, I could down and say who was really uh, who really gave me a, a good game each and every time. You know, when we play against uh, like the Raiders, you know, or uh, you play against uh, L.A. Uh, uh, the the offensive tackle uh, Jack Jack Slater. You know, I mean these guys were good. Uh, and you know it was, it was always a good game. It was always a checker game to play with those guys and, and uh, try to achieve, uh, try to achieve your next goal uh, with those guys. And you know, the guys, you know, the guys that I'm naming, they all Hall of Famer. So you know, uh, those guys, they all, uh, they were all, uh, I would say, skilled, pretty skilled players, and. Uh, they all they would all give you a hard time, you know. But you know, I had my uh, share of success against them. But they also, you know, they did that vice versa. But uh, you know, I just figured the more I uh, 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 play against some people like uh, Anthony Munoz, you know, it's like uh, I didn't play against Anthony Munoz in the beginning at all. But uh, in the later years, you know, I'm saying these guys they were pretty tough. You know, so I would say that uh, it it all it, it all balanced out in the long run. But when you went in the Hall of Fame, what was your thoughts? Well, uh, I I didn't really picture me going into the Hall of Fame. I never even you know I never really thought about it. I just heard of it uh, and and knew that there were some great players in there. You know, so I didn't. I didn't even, I didn't let it, uh, bother me at all. Because, uh, I, I did know how good I was. And, uh, it, it, I, I didn't need, uh, to, uh, get in the Hall of Fame to understand that. But the bottom line, it only, uh, it only, uh, stamps, give me the stamp of approval when I did, uh, get there. And, you know, uh, it's a great place to be amongst those guys. Towards the end of your 49er career, the 49ers draft a receiver, Jerry Rice. Did you have any idea he would become the NFL's greatest receiver? No, uh, I can't say I did, and I don't think there are too many others that, that uh, thought that either. But I know that his work ethic, uh, when you look at some people, uh, work ethic, you know that they're going to be successful in what they do because uh, uh, there are some things that, uh, you know, when I look at Jerry, Jerry, he, he didn't really have that true speed, and but he worked at it and running running good routes and the way he run them and everything. He he worked on that continuously. So the bottom line is, he uh, his success. You know, had, we had people that 
stand there and did those things in that manner. And uh, 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 me personally, I, I looked at some of the greats uh, when they played. And I'm quite sure the jury saw something too. And, you know, they were inspired by that uh, uh, pretty much. And, and I knew that he would be good. I did this. I just didn't know how good. You know, and like I said, you can see that in all of them. They run a lot in those guys. You knew they'd be good and they, and they were good. And, but you did, you couldn't really say, uh, this person or that person is going to be that, that good, you know. Oh no, you play with probably one of the top five quarterbacks of all time, the top receiver in Jerry Rice, and probably the top cornerback safety in Ronnie Lott. Right. Uh, and, it, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, you can't, uh, you can only, uh, imagine, you know, and I know that's why, uh, we were drafted and all that stuff, but you got players that were, uh, pretty good and were just, you know, they were free agents. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a, a well-rounded combination of things that take place, uh, and success is, you know, is, is, is born out of that. You know, it takes credit for Jerry Rice, basically his training regimen is Roger Craig. He said, I took him under my wing and I told him how to train. Yeah, well, and, and you know, that's a, that's a lot of, uh, a lot of, of things like that because I'm saying the first day that I saw Jerry, uh, he was having difficulty trying to catch the ball and all of that, you know, and, and it's the thing that you, uh, people that you're flying in, they say the various things because my, my attitude with all players, uh, regardless of who they uh, do what it took to get, do what it takes to get you here. You know, do all those things, uh, what they saw in you in, in the beginning because of your skills that they saw, uh, the way you ran routes and all of that. So, you know, uh, just when, like, when, uh, men, big hands and all those guys together, even when I'm with the 49ers, uh, is the concern is that how well you play the run and, and how, uh, how you, uh, would, uh, get out to the quarterback and, and make it a tough for a team to, uh, try to, uh, be successful over you. The thing is, it's a, it, it is the person's attitude, and that's how they go about doing it. And, and different people took different ones out of their wing, you know. Uh, so I'm saying to understand what it took to get you there is a lot of your success. How good of a coach was Bill Walsh? Well, I would say that uh, Bill Walsh uh, was a, he, he was a good coach. Uh, he was a he was a great coach in many instances, uh, because he, he knew all the, uh, pieces put in place to, to, uh, be successful, to get, to get the job done. And, uh, that's, that's what he did. He mastered, uh, doing those things. And there's a lot of coaches in the league do, uh, back then and today. You know, they, 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 I say they, they, they can handle situations, uh, Better than some coaches, you know, uh, but the bottom line is the key is, uh, getting the basics and all that down and then, uh, going forward with it. And he, he, he did that. He know how to keep his players relaxed, uh, uh, and going into it. And I'm saying when he, if he wasn't relaxed, you know, he, he didn't always show it, you know. So, uh, it, it's certain things he would try and keep from the players, I guess. And, uh, they would, uh, be relaxed and go out and be willing to play, uh, for you regardless of the circumstances. 
I think the biggest asset the 49ers had besides the players was the owner because you had the best owner, I think, in sports at that time. I mean, you go from San Diego with Spanos to DiBartolo, Eddie DiBartolo, and they had to be basically a dream for you. Well, uh, number one, I, uh, let me get, let me, uh, get that squared away. Uh, I was there, it was Gene Klein. Sorry, Gene Klein. He was Klein. the only one I was there. Uh, uh, it wasn't Spanos. Uh, and Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. D, he, uh, he was, uh, uh I'm sorry, he was, uh, to me, he was a top notch owner. Uh, he was the, he was the guy that, uh, called, uh, Bill Washington and all of the, uh, to put, put forth, the best effort to get the job done because number one, he was behind you, uh, 100% regardless. And, and to me, Mr. D, you know, he, uh, he, he really, uh, for me, gives off a, a, a positive, uh, energy for any player that played for him, you know, because he, he was interested in the players and how they felt this, that, and the other. And he would talk to you on a, on a level that, uh, it would make you want to play for him, you know, uh, and, and go out and be as successful as you can be. And, you know, it, it's shown throughout the years, uh, uh, the success in him. And I know that every guy that, uh, played for Mr. D, uh, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have times where players are going to have disputes with the bottom line. The majority of them, they didn't really have, uh, that type of, uh, dispute because he, he did a lot of great things for people, you know. Oh, uh, I mean, so, just look at the Super Bowl rings. You look at the 49 yeah. Super Bowl rings compared to the other teams. I mean, he spared no expense on those rings. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm saying that's, uh, that, that's the kind of person he is, you know, uh, like I said, he, 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 he to, to me, he was a, a player's owner. You know, he, he, uh, helped you in every way. He, I'm saying, and I'm saying he, to choose people, smart people like that, uh, to get the job done, uh, to be successful, to have the fan base that he had and to, to, uh, make them really feel comfortable because it's the, a lot of the extra things they did. And I'm saying a lot of, uh, a lot of times he was, uh, doing things to, uh, uh, make it easy for the players to play. You know, even though we go through the, uh, the periods of time that was rough, he, he would always do the things that made players feel comfortable. Uh, and it, it you know, it, for me, it even shows to this day. Uh, and I look forward to him one day going into the Hall of Fame, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, with all these people like that. You know, I feel it deserves to be there. Because it speaks volumes of him and his organization, what he did and how he did it. You know, uh, he's, I'm just saying he's a great man. Who was your favorite player growing up? Well, you know, I had a variety of them because, uh, from, uh, running backs to, to linebackers, even now, every now and then a quarterback. But, uh, uh, I would say my favorite player, uh, I would say was, uh, I was coming back, coming up, coming up with uh, Jim Jim Brown. He was one of my favorites. Uh, the uh, lineman, uh, uh, Deacon Deacon Jones. He was another one of my favorites. And then there was uh, Dick Butkus, uh, and and uh, those, you know those were the ones that 
I grew up really knowing and uh, really uh, understanding, you know, having a, whenever I want to do that, I know they put forth their best effort in they, they, their skills, you know, even though it changed from time to time in the year, but uh, their skills were really impressive. When you go to the Hall of Fame and you see those guys, the Deacon Jones, the Dick Butkuses, the Jim Browns, do you say to yourself, I can't believe I'm in the same basically group with these guys? Well, no, I don't, I don't say I, I, I can't believe them in it, but what, what it is, I, you know, to, to see them and be around them, these are guys that, you, you know, if you, you, when you once idolized them, you know, they, you know, you, you never even thought that you would meet them, but the bottom line is one day you did. And, you know, I, my thing was always to grab some of that success for myself because I wanted to be as good as they were and, and uh, change, you know, change the, just change the way the game was played in some form of fashion. And that's what all of them did. They, they changed the way the game was played. And it was successful it, and it made me feel uh, really special whenever I could go out and play at the caliber that they had played at and uh, be as successful as they were. So when Deacon Jones or these guys ask you for a favor, you got to say yes to those guys because those are your idols. Yeah, well, the, the bottom line is I know when, if they ask me for a favor, you know, uh, 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 and, and it's, it's in my uh, in my will to be able to do it. I, uh, there's no question in my mind that I won't, you know, I won't uh, go about go out of the way to uh, try and do something for them. Uh, because, like I said, they they're guys that. I looked up to, and uh, these are the same people, you know, that I'm saying. They're, they're establishing the games the way they did in the past, uh, and then uh, getting rewarded for it. Uh, I'm saying that's, uh, that's something very special. And just to be in that echelon, it makes you feel special because it's a, it's kind of, it's a brotherly feeling uh, amongst those guys, you know, and uh, you see all the different personalities and and, and the things that made them uh, do and be the way they they are today. So, you know, it, it uh, really it spoke uh, volumes to each and every one of them. Me and there was a just a feeling that I would never forget. Uh, I'll always have that feeling in me until the day I die. It's something that I would always want to pass on to kids. That does it for another edition of Sports and Torts. Hope you enjoyed it here at TalkZone.com. Thank you to our guests, Frank Broyles and Fred Dean. Also thanks to our executive producer, Dave Olson. Tune in again next time to Sports and Torts on TalkZone.com.